Uh, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of One Amazing Experience and I'm delighted today to be joined uh, by Paul Jackson. Uh, Paul is the Managing Director of Circes and also of Portico. Uh, Paul, would you mind just giving the listeners 30 seconds on yourself and, and the businesses you're working in at the moment? That's great, Philip. Lovely to see you. So, um, yeah, Portico, uh, fantastic little business, um, uh, runs reception services uh, and floor hosting across the UK and Ireland. Uh, and also does um, super prime concierge services. The majority of that sitting in sort of the West London um, area as well. Most recently, I also took on the role of managing director of Circes in July, which some may say is mad and some may say is what an opportunity, uh, of which I do. And um, that's a wonderful piece of business. Uh, been going since 1847, uh, has a, a plethora of different locations, uh, uh, majority in London, but some slightly out of London as well. So uh, high profile vis uh, visitor attractions, uh, we have our own restaurant and champagne bars, as well as a, a good number of lovely uh, event venues as well. So that's me. Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. And we'll go more into that as we go through. Um, but I'd like today to go through your your party that you can have. And it can be an occasion that you, of your liking. So it can be a birthday party, a, a wedding for your children, whatever it might be. <laughs> um, so you can choose the occasion that it is. And obviously, we'll go through your venue of choice how the event's going to look and feel, music, drinks, food, entertainment, celebrities, what you're going to be dancing to, which I'm sure you will be, uh, what the big departure will be, and uh, one gift that you'll give to your guests as well. Uh, so to get the ball rolling, um, could you be so kind as to tell us uh, what the occasion is going to be, sort of how many guests you're going to have and where you're going to have it? Okay, so the occasion is going to be a celebration, uh, a celebration to get back together and enjoy each other's company. Uh, I think uh, very apt in, in the world that we live in at the moment, you know, doing this call with yourself, Philip, and not doing it in person is always frustrating and it seems to be the nature of all of our, our lives at the moment. So it's a celebration to come back together and just enjoy each other's company. Uh, I reckon I'd like around sort of the 60 to 80 people, uh, close friends, colleagues, uh, etc. Uh, my venue of choice, I think, is, is, is what you asked. I would actually like to host it on Woolacombe Beach. So for those who know me quite well, I'm quite a fan of the West Country and I do love a, a beach holiday or two. So I would love to host it at Woolacombe Beach. Um, of course, as you'd expect, it would be an exclusive use. Why wouldn't it be? Um, did you ask me for look and feel? Can I move on to that bit yet or not? Am I allowed? Well, we'll come on to that bit, but just uh, give the so give the listeners a try and paint a picture of what Willacombe Beach is like. So it's uh, a, it's a sandy beach, which is absolute key. It has a, a, an amazing tide. So high and low tide, the distance of high and low tide is phenomenal. So therefore, you can enjoy the difference of sitting at the beach at the top or having that um, sort of twenty minute walk to get down to the to, to the beach itself. Uh, has some lovely facilities, a uh, classic English, dare I say, seaside, seaside village uh, town as well. So, yeah, beautiful, really beautiful. And holds fond memories for you. It does. And microclimate, that's the interesting thing. You can, have, you can go from shocking weather to unbelievable blue sky in, each, in, in, in a day several times. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Uh, but for your party, obviously, beautiful blue skies. Well, of course. It, it <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. And uh, so we got to the start of your party. So going back to the start of your career, um, I believe your first job, but you can correct me on this, was um, was working at Clifton House Hotel. Is that right? In the it industry? was indeed. That was my first full time job. Um, so out out of college and during college, I used to work in uh, the local hotel where I used to cook all the breakfasts on a Saturday and Sunday morning. Once I'd finished that, I'd go and cut the grass. And when I finished that. If they wanted any wait, waitering done in, in the afternoon or the evening, I would go and help out. So any any role I could do around the hotel was something that I absolutely loved and spent a lot of time doing. But yes, my time uh, in, in my full-time career was, was started at Cliveden. I, I started there as a junior footman or a, a young waiter, um, working my way up through the ladder traditionally. Uh, it was a, an absolutely stunning hotel, five red star so service was to the absolute top. It was all new for me. So not only the, the level of clients and, and, and you can imagine the guests and clients that were enjoying um, dinner and, 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 and certain events uh, there as well, but also the 
it, the other thing to get used to is with the amount of money spent actually in those days as well. You know, getting your head around the cost of a bottle of wine or how much they were spending on meals and all those sort of things. Um, I was um, in in those days. It was um, managed by chef de rongs and um, all all of the traditional roles that you would expect. Several sommeliers. We did a lot of all the old classics. So we had carving trolley. We would do uh, Dover sole off the bone, Chateaubriand. We would do um, you know goose and duck that we would we would come off off the bone as well. So all of some of those classic skills that not as apparent in, in today's world at the moment. Um, and I'm sure some will return. So yeah, no, some, some, it was a great you know, start to the great, to the career, great footing. Uh, you know, you, you, you couldn't beat that. Yeah, it sounds like an amazing learning experience. And did you, apologies, what were you studying at college? Were you studying hospitality or something completely different? I was, I was um, in those days, I don't actually know what the course was, but it was, oh, 706, one and two and all of those. So yeah, literally sure. did the 706, one and two. So waiter and yeah. chef. And in fact, I was more trained as a chef than I was a waiter, I think, from memory. And then straight into to, to work after that. Fantastic. And uh, what attracted you to the hospitality industry to start with? Um, I think, for me, I like to help people. I think that's where it started. As a young child, I've always liked to help people. Um, I was always in and around the kitchen. Um, we um, have a very large family, um, and I know... We, we used to have no end of parties. We were a, a very big um, uh, families, you know, fam big families coming together every weekend or every other weekend at someone's house or someone else's house. Um, and therefore it just starts from there. I think hospitality was, was born from the family, really. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well, you've definitely been very helpful to people over the years and I'm sure you'll be very helpful to your party guests as well. Um, in terms of the, uh, as you, you wanted to go on to look and feel, tell us about the look and feel. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, the and the look and feel will also be all to do with about the time of, of when the party take, takes place and leads on to, to some of the entertainment as well. But it will be at low tide um, and that I would have three marquees. One of the central marquees will be decked out with almost like Moroccan cushions, um, lots of blankets um, and bonquette type things so people can have a real casual sit down and enjoy a lovely drink looking at looking out to the sea mm. the other marquee and they're open fronted so you look out to the sea the other marquee will have a table but i would have one long table i, I love the idea of one long table the the family table if you like yep. for, for, for the 60 to 80 guests to sit around um, and again following a similar theme and then the other marquee um that i that i want is probably slightly smaller but that's for those guys that like a nice cigar and ladies, a nice cigar because I'm a bit, a bit of a fan of a cigar at the end of an evening. I have to say, fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll come on to that. I'm sure you've got some tips on best cigars for for listeners, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, and then after you did Clifton, I believe you did you you were your restaurant owner, Pierre Victoire. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. I did indeed. You've done your research very well. Yes. I follow. I follow after ten years at Clifton. I followed the dream of owning my own restaurant. And it was a restaurant under a franchise agreement, so it's Pierre Victoire. Yeah. Moved into London, made, moved into the crazy world of London, because that would be my first time in working in London. So my first restaurant was in Fulham Broadway, uh, which I did for about a year and a half, and then opened another one down the Fulham Road as well. Um, and yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience. It was a crazy time. Uh, seven days a week for two years, six days a week for another year. I... Um, I unfortunately fell asleep driving home one day and, and rolled my car and God knows what else because I was so tired. Yeah. I would leave at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and come home at like one or two o'clock at night. So, you know, put my heart into it, had some crazy yeah. times. We created some wonderful packages in those areas. You can create these lovely packages for the young professionals that were turning, I don't know, 21 or 25 nice three-course meal with a bottle, you know, half a bottle of wine, a drink on arrival, coffee, dessert, you know, dessert or anything like that. And what you and then we could push all the tables away and we had this little stereo in the corner and create a nice little disco <laughs> in the corner as well. And the funniest thing is that they would, they would last to about main course and not want anything else and just push the tables back and turn on the disco and we'd make a makeshift bar and away you went. And it was known for doing no end of those. 
Uh, it was, you know, it was furniture that if it got broken, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it wasn't fine, but you know, it wasn't a big issue. And yeah, we had, we had, we had great time for sure. Definitely. Amazing. And was it, so in terms of you stopping doing that, was it, was that rolling your car a sign to you that maybe you were <laughs> pushing it a little um, bit hard? That was certainly a sign. I think my, my now wife probably said, you know, some stage, these, this level of hour, hours and number of days you're working is probably not sustainable. And in those days, you're so you know you tend to be a little bit driven and put all your heart in it, into it. But of course, the sensible words from my now wife is the absolute right thing to have said. Uh, and also, we we did in the end struggle um, quite hard in 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 the, in the restaurant um, as well. So we didn't make our fortune. Many not many restaurants do, as as we all know, and we're sort of long in the tooth now to understand that so it was the right time to to, to move on for sure yeah but again great learnings taken from it oh, yes. about oh, business yeah. ownership and managing yeah. people etc i'm sure absolutely the stress of it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you've just lead, led, led yourself on to doing bigger ones now but we'll come on to that uh uh so you've you've got this wonderful moroccan lounge big family table cigar lounge as well uh music has people arrive yeah okay so two pieces of music because for those who have been to Willowcombe it take a little while to walk down to where I want these marquees positioned anyway so the first one is Don't Stop Me Now by The Queen yeah very apt in, in um, my ethos as well and another one is Don't Worry Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin as well so you know two two key messages there but some lovely lovely songs to walk onto the beach with for sure very much so very very upbeat get the party started absolutely absolutely yeah. and in terms of getting the party started uh drinks for your guests uh well i thought about it quite a lot um it has to be pims okay I think given that it's going to be a summer environment so a beautiful beautiful pims cup with stunning fresh fruit Gorgeous strawberries, you know, cucumber done well, beautiful fresh mint, uh, and make sure that's flowing. But also then just to nod back to probably my age, maybe, a, you know, a few bottles of baby sham with a straw in it wouldn't be a bad <laughs> just for a bit of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. And, then, and then, of course, we would, we would um, look after our, 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 lo our lovely people that choose not to, or the drivers, should I say. So the non-alcoholic would be some form of strawberry punch, I think. So I'm quite a fan of strawberries. Yeah. yeah, sure. Wonderful. Strawberry feel to it with your pimp's cup and your, your strawberry yeah. mocktail. Good stuff. Um, so you've obviously, you've, uh, you've, you, after Pierre Vitoire, you, as you say, you learned a lot from doing a restaurant. It wasn't the necessarily the, uh, the golden lined road that we'd all hope, which often isn't in games of restaurants. Um, and so you then went to work with Sodexo. Absolutely, right? yeah. 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 I mean, off, off, off the back of, I think it was three or three and a half years of crazy time, I think the importance of some eleven of stability was probably imp was, was the right thing to do. And I thought the right thing to do was to go into this crazy world called contract catering. And in those days, when you come from a hotel world, looking at contract catering, how can that, how can that possibly be catering? You know, that's not very good quality. It's vegetables for 23p and a main course for... 70 pence and all those you know that that crazy world that came back in the, in the early days so yeah went yeah. so became the hospitality manager at the london underwriting center and uh, it was fantastic it was really really great actually it was a really good insight it's very close and aligned to some of the principles we had at clifton so high very high quality catering at the, in the top room that overlooked the tower of london um, you know, the, the hospitality, the expectation of hospitality, even in those days was, was very high. Uh, yeah, it was a very good grounding into understanding contract catering, which I gained the greatest respect of what is being, what was being achieved, but even now is, is, you know, as we well know, is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 And I believe at that time, I mean, there's many industry leaders who worked for Sodexo at that time, who've gone on to their own great things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, John Nugent, I think he was at Sodexo, I believe. Yeah, that's sure right. There was, Green, there was a, yeah, Green of yeah, Fortune. Yeah. Green of Fortune, that's right. Yeah, no, no, numerous people, absolutely, yeah. Um, so we, 
come on to your your meal, which I'm sure is going to be wonderful with your with your experience, Paul. Uh, are you going for a standard three course, or will you be doing something different? Uh, I am. I am going for three course. Uh, four courses. Yeah, three four courses. Ben yeah. on to look at it. Yeah. Um. So to start with, will be a lobster and mango salad. Really, really nice. crisp lobster and mango salad. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, main course, weirdly, given the environment we're going to be in, is actually a barbecue. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful barbecue uh, with some, some you know, st stunning uh, marinated cuts of meat. A uh, bit of a fan of the old beef, so um, we'll be wanting some, some beef, some chicken, and then some, you know, some stunning fresh fish all on sort of cooked over, over, over the, you know, over the flames in, in a barbecue. Gorgeous, crisp, crisp, you know, salads, and actually served almost like a down the centre of the table. You know, lovely salads. You know, family, family style, so that you can have a nice social um, uh, time, and and no, no pressures with regards to everyone must clear their plate up once everyone's finished at the main course and all those sort of things. Well finished when everyone's finished, and that will be absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, then it will come as no surprise, but. Strawberry Romanoff. <laughs> spot the strawberry theme. Yeah, strawberry, I am, yeah. <laughs> strawberry Romanoff for dessert, um, which again, plated. So we have a plated starter and a plated dessert. So bringing back a little bit of formality at the end of it. And just, uh, to, I then, just sorry. To ask, sorry, apologies. Uh, so uh, Romanoff, explain yeah. to listeners, those who don't know. Okay, so it's it's strawberries. It has a. It depends. I mean, the people twist it a little bit. It has a, a little bit of meringue in it, and then Cointreau, and then whipped cream, uh, and then uh, there's other ingredients. Some some people. I mean, it's not necessarily a, a classic Romanoff, but that's how I do it anyway. Um, and it's it's very refreshing and has a slightly alcoholic kick at the end of it. So it's lovely. Yeah, lovely stuff. Excellent. So and then for those who enjoy cheese. I would I would be having a um, camembert, camembert soaked in Calvados, which then sits then sits on um, again some beautiful crisp lettuce leaves, but with then some sliced apple just underneath it as well, and uh, um, and and that's you know, my opinion anyway. That's absolutely stunning just to finish off with. Uh, I then I then for, for for those who who still have a sweet tooth, I'll be having some fire pits out there as well. Yeah. And we would we would have meringues on sticks, so you can go and toast your meringue at the end of it as well. Excellent. Are you having family along? Is this? For, oh yes, Fam oh, family yeah. and friends. Absolutely. Family yeah. friends. So this is for the kids as well as the adults. Indeed, yeah, for sure. Excellent. Uh, and I'm assuming there must be a game of beach cricket going on as well. By the by... you see coming onto my entertainment of choice. <laughs> well, I believe you. That sorry. Yeah. Am I allowed to talk about it now, or do we come onto that later? You can talk about it now if you like, Paul. So heavy debate about this, but actually it's not cricket or rounders or anything like that. Okay. It's actually because the tide is going out and the tide will be coming in, it will be a sand castle competition. Oh, I like it, yeah. And fundamentally it's the sand castle that can survive the sea coming in from high tide. And therefore who can build the biggest sand castle and survive the, the, the tide coming in at the end of the day. Amazing. Uh, have you done this? I'm afraid so, many a times. <laughs> More than I can dare remember. <laughs> and are you are you a traditional castle maker, or, or are we talking, you know, an amazing picture of dolphins or whatever it might be? <laughs> oh well, I'm a bit of a fan of a mermaid or a car. A mermaid. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Formula One racing cars have come out through, through their time as well. So yes, lots of different options for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, and then uh, from Sodexo, you obviously moved on to, to CH & Co as Operations Director, and then Ampersand as Managing Director before obviously you came on to, to Portico and CSEs. And uh, I mean, in terms of when you started your, your career, Paul, when you, when you were, okay, I'm, I've done my 760102, excuse me, I forgot the number right, and you've gone to Clifton House. Was your expectation in terms of where you saw your career path? Were you thinking hotel GM when you first started, or what was your was your thoughts when you first joined the career? Started yes, I think. I mean, I was I was very young then, and and went to Clifton and had classic training. I mean, yeah. um, 
uh, my my uh, the, the butler then at, at, um, at Clifton was a, a guy called Michael Holiday. He was the private butler to Hugh Hefner um, at, his, at his private estate. Mm. Therefore, the training I got was phenomenal, and, and as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, Many a story as well. I should. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> there. Um, not for the podcast. Um, no, no. And. For me, it was yes. I mean, I absolutely loved hotels. Absolutely loved hotels. It was it was just what I wanted to do, and and a natural career path. So I left there as dining rooms manager, if you like, or F and B manager. Um, and at that time, it was to follow a dream in, into restaurants, but could easily have seen me in in a, a GM role for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Clifton, I mean, Clifton obviously a hugely historic building, and and known for the Profimo scandal and, and right. whatever else. Um, and five-star property then? And what, sorry? It was a five-star property when you five were Five red star, I'll have you yeah. know. Five red star, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I know, I know. I quite, quite know what the difference of red star meant, but it was supposed, supposedly higher than a five-star hotel in those days. That's, right, that's, that's, the, that, that's the claim they, they wanted to uh, have, but it was, it was good. It was very good. Good, yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. And uh, I guess, as you say, so your greatest learnings from the Clifton would be the, the, the grounding you got in terms of obviously technical skills and the, the, the traditional ways of service and, and um, how to help people, which is obviously in your nature anyway. Uh, and then obviously you went on to restaurant ownership. So you learned more about business ownership then. And I guess then through your time in, in contract catering, you must have seen um, a big amount of change through the contract catering world from when you joined Sodexo to where you are now? I mean, what's, what's been the biggest changes, I suppose, over, over the time? Um, yeah, I mean, contract catering has evolved. I mean, going back to my, my, my Clifton days, the ability to identify what a customer wanted before they knew it was the, the skill that was just amazing there. And it's hard to teach, but once you, once you know what to look for and once you know how to do that, it's, it, it's, a, it's a step change with regards to the level of service. Uh, and I, you know, I've, I've seen contract catering evolve over time and it has seen a lot of hotel people join it. So therefore naturally, uh, and I'm not saying that you know, hotel people are the only people that have got great service, but that has helped uh, increase the level of uh, service, but also the level of expectation coming from contract catering. I think over time, everyone has also had more experience of what great hospitality looks like. We all eat out more. We all have had an opportunity to go to a wonderful hotel or a, a wonderful restaurant. And therefore, suddenly we become experts about what good looks like. And therefore, that has naturally helped in increasing the level of um, service and the quality of food expected. Competition, I think, you know, you know been in, in the market a reasonably good time and competition in my opinion is is great it's a, it's absolutely imperative because it keeps you all on, on ahead of your game and on top of your toes and all those sort of things so um yeah i mean the the food quality for me has just been stunning i mean you know now you know michelin uh, chefs supporting contract catering or well-known high street chefs joining contract catering and supporting contract catering means a level of food that you can have in some of the staff feeding and, and the client dining is is quite often jaw-dropping it really is and it's in comparative to what you can have in the in the, in the high street stunning and therefore that goes along with the service side of things yeah 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 and uh in terms of as you talk about this uh, the service side of things i guess that the the expectations again have, have possibly changed over the years in terms of of what people want yeah, and I think it's um, it's as much as people not accepting bad service nowadays as people giving better service. And I think certainly over the last three, four, five years, service is the piece that makes you stand out because food has elevated so much better in contract catering or overall, really. I mean, we shouldn't just label contract catering. The level of food in the UK, wherever you go, is phenomenal, and people are so more, much more intelligent with regards to what that looks like. People are cooking at home more. There's more cooking shows, you know, all those sort of things. So the piece that stands out is the service now, uh, and and therefore naturally increases and naturally improves over time. Yeah, it's definitely. 
And who would you say from your side has been, I suppose, the, the greatest inspiration to you in the industry? Um, I mean, you know, it, it does go back to my initial grounding and my time at Clifton. I can't, I can't, you know, explain enough about how phenomenal that was. And yes, I was, you know, a, a young boy, young man then, and therefore it was the right time to have shaped me and what I looked like and what I should and how I should act within the, this world of hospitality. So, you know, I, I mentioned Michael Holiday. There was there was uh, my, my dining room manager, which was a guy called um, Nigel as well. Um, and they, they were great guys. They were absolutely great guys. Uh, my time at, um, at Ch Charlton House uh, in the early days was phenomenal. So, as you know, Robin and Tim, uh, and and then you know the the, the team that that sat underneath that. So Trevor, Allison, and Caroline. So that senior board, they they were they were fantastic. They were really fantastic and actually helped navigate me through the next stage of my career, if you like. Yeah. Why do you think that Tim and Tim and Robin were so sort of successful in, in building up that brand? Uh, not not ex not accepting second rate service, not accepting you know accept um, standards. You know, Robin Robin was on it, completely on it, and you knew if it wasn't, and rightly so, and that's what's needed, and actually continually challenging what was required. You know, uh, Alison, Caroline, and, and Trevor, for example, who I worked alongside, were pushing us all the time. Were feeding back. Were you know just you know, not accepting the norm, if you like. What's next? What else can we do? How can we do it better? Where else should we go? What else should we look at? You know, you, the procrastination piece for me is something that I'm always scared about. You know, at the point that you procrastinate, you go backwards, and therefore. You can never get to a place which is perfection. Sounds a bit deep, but you can't get perfection because what is perfection? Because at the point you get there, you can do something else. And therefore, oh, yeah. you continually push yourself. So you can get to a place, you can enjoy that you've achieved that place, but then what's next after that? And what's next after that? And keep pushing it and keep pushing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we've also had the, the pleasure of over many years working with you at the the uh, Buckingham Palace doing the garden parties, etc. And if it was a if it was a sunny day there and everything was going, it was it, at times it felt almost like perfection. But I don't know in terms mm. of, of what your own thoughts are when when you felt actually I've done an amazing job. Have you had occasions where you, you felt that way? I um, you know, you talk about highlights of careers, and I've got several, but one of them sits very very high is my time of uh, supporting Buckingham Palace garden parties and other activities. Yeah. The, the work that um, we did together or I did with the team but we did together was phenomenal I think the reason you get to a place where you could argue whether it is perfection or not is because you're like-minded and you're all focused on the right goal which is absolutely making sure that absolutely nothing is missing attention to detail and I do believe in the last years of me looking after it we got there we absolutely got there and actually the it was getting harder to say, well, I know we've got there, but what else should I get? <laughs> I want to make sure the guys will continue to think, you know, thinking about what's next, what's next, not to keep the level of service and the, and the experience and the food quality where it needed to be. But they were, they were fantastic times for sure. And we, you know, you and I enjoyed some, some great garden parties as well. So, yeah. yeah. And you touched on food quality there and, and also mentioned earlier in terms of it's been in terms of the development with, with, um, contract catering and other areas even if you take stager etc the, the the partnerships with, with chefs and celebrity chefs or, or well-known chefs is there any chef that you particularly either i suppose admire or really enjoyed working with um so in in the uh early days of john house we worked with david cavalier yeah yeah uh, and and actually the 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 dynamics that he brought and the understanding of what good food looks like and the level of detail that needs to go into it was a was a great learning curve for a lot of the chefs and a lot of people to 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 understand the amount of focus that, that was required and that that was really really great that was that was superb uh we did we had um, um some great time with ollie taboo as well so when we, when we um had him as our, our sort of partner chef and um, when we we're doing ampersand events 
Um, Ollie was was really great. His level of food is, is stunning as well. So that was really good, and we did some some good couple of events with him as well. So I would say to to, to name those two. Yeah, we've obviously concentrated very much on the catering side, and as you, uh, you're obviously a menu director of Portico as well. And I, I know that when we've spoken before that the um, the, the closeness in terms of, I suppose, hotel services and your portico in terms of what you do. I guess that's something else that you've been able to, to further develop in your time there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And weirdly, it was, you know, a great opportunity for me to take on. It missed this piece called food, but actually it meant <laughs> focus on the service side of things. Yeah. The business is lovely. It is so lovely. It's so focused on service, on, on people. Which is which is which is the area I love on quality on you know service delivery it's phenomenal and I've been doing it now for just over three years and you know where we've where we've taken it with regards to the, the team that now work around me uh, and all all of, all of the, the senior operations team as well is just fantastic you know creating a culture for me has been fantastic so a real focused you know high energy uh, motivated team is something that you know sits very high with me and it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work with maintaining that as well uh, and and you know an element of that is just keeping it simple as well actually don't overcomplicate it keep it simple uh, you know spend time with people have conversations with people and be in the room when you're having the conversation and you know appreciate people and, and I think that's where we've got with Portico it's a really good piece of business sure so that's how you in terms of as you say they're a highly motivated team and, and your motivation or how you've made them motivated is as you say I suppose treating them all as individuals giving them time making sure they feel that you're there for them and then giving some giving some um, guidance around what what is the business with every new um, leader of a business the culture or the direction of the business might change a little bit. So you need to go back and relook at your visions and values. And as much as they sit there, they are important. And actually, how do they then flush through your business? What are your key pillars, for example? And if you, you agree and understand what those key pillars are, how do they then flush through the rest of the business? Because that's how you keep your culture where it needs to be. Yeah. And do you do that in a, in a very structured way or do you give a lot of autonomy to your, I suppose, your ops managers, et cetera, to, to run the ship as they see best? I think there's a balance, actually. Um, personally, uh, I give as much autonomy as possible. But as you grow, there needs to be some structure. You have to have some structure just because of the nature of the business growing. You know, there's, uh, there's certain systems and processes that we have to follow. But ultimately, you know, if they want to shape the way that they deliver their service and look after the client, and the client's happy, then fantastic. Why, why wouldn't I go on a journey and own that in a different way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's a, sometimes there's, um, there's things that people have done which actually do make you go, wow, in terms of, you know, you, you yeah. turn up on site and someone's done something without you presenting it or suggesting they should do it. Is there anything that sticks in your mind that actually you think, you thought, well done, guys? Some of, um, you know, some, some, some of the work that the, the ops managers have done has, has been wow, and it's, it's not for me to identify any individuals, but the way they bring the teams together, the team building exercises, the, 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 the different ways that they bring a, a one team culture into an organization. So we may have a group of contracts where um, you need to not install the portico way of things, but it's, it's the way that the building works and, and how that culture works as well. So for, for me, the, you know, the guys have continued to challenge that, which has been really great. Yeah. That's good. Um, and now, uh, in terms of challenge, I'll now challenge you more about your party. Uh, oh, so, yes. <laughs> um, your entertainment of choice. Now, we've already got the Sandcastle building, but in terms of entertainment, are you having any uh, musical act or anything else that close up musician, magicians? Or? Um, I, I tell you what, I, used to, I, I was thinking of it goes back to needing to be sat down at the table potentially is that for, for my wedding I had a memory man and he was amazing and he would he came in the room and identified every single person in that room as if they were his best friend <laughs> for 25 years 
and, and to watch that activity take place and watch the the, the faces of people think, who the hell is this fella? Uh, that that is a, an element of surprise and, and entertainment that was, was a talking point for quite quite a few years. So I would I would probably bring Malcolm the Memory Man back to be honest. Excellent. He he might still remember all your guests, which is well <laughs> potentially and some for sure some new guests and friends on the way. <laughs> Great stuff. And uh, would you have a celebrity at your party? Would I have a celebrity at my party? The challenge you have with a celebrity is do they then take away and take away the focus of the party because it's the celebrity? Yeah. Uh, again, for those who know me, I'm a big fan of Chris Evans in the morning. He's, he's started my routine, I have to say. Uh, okay. In the morning, I do find him very motivational. I do find him um, a, a good source of well-being uh and uh, you know it's it for me um if i was to have someone i'd probably want to have chris evans but i'd be a bit concerned because he is pretty full-on as well at the same time and it's not his party it's my party quite frankly <laughs> you'd, have <laughs> so to have, you'd have to have a vegan party as well of course i know that's that's the only downfall i'm afraid that, that i'm not quite agreeing with chris with i'm afraid moment yeah yeah you don't you'd also have to run to your party and run home after the party i know i don't mind that bit that's right <laughs> i know fair enough he's a he's a big character as you can probably tell by me saying these things i i i have listened to him um recently i've i've maybe not listened to him quite as much because uh he's gone very heavy on the on the i suppose um psycho talk shall we say yeah uh, yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah He'd be a good party person, though. And I have been in a pub with him in London before. Marvellous. There we go. There you go. Um, now, obviously, in terms of the, the time that we're going through, and uh, you are a star of BBC News, of course, Paul, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In September, you were at, at St Pancras Station, I believe, doing a report on BBC News and talking about the, the, the troubles of going through... COVID, how, how has it been for you and the team? And um, I suppose, uh, how have you kept the team positive going through it? And what have just been your biggest learnings while you have gone through it? Um, well, I mean, you know, a question that's been asked numerous times, mm. it's been character building, I suppose, is a, is a weird way of saying it. Um, it has challenged me, it has challenged, to be fair, everyone with regards to how they stay focused, how they manage their business, how they, um, you know, keep in contact with the teams as well. We've done some really, really challenging decisions in the business. You know, we have had to right size, uh, as I, I would, I would say that the majority of the hospitality industry have. Yeah. And in the nature of the business that we run, you're working with people potentially every hour of the day, five maybe six days a week. They become more than just work colleagues they become friends and then when you're having to let them go that's not that's not a, a, the most enjoyable time that we've all had but we've had to do it and it's unbelievable how understanding those teams have been unbelievable um, and you know credit to all of them to be honest they've been really hard so to support the guys around that because that's been hard for them and you know we have good days and bad days and for me it's about appreciating that, that does happen and when you see somebody having a bad day have a conversation with them you know let's just talk it through and weirdly we all feel the same we all feel pretty shit and let's get it get over it let's watch the telly tonight and then let's get up in the morning and realize that you know we're on the next the, ne the next boat out really Circe's has, has, has been decimated but Circe's has been supported by the wider organization as you know it's part of the WSH group if it wasn't WSH, sadly, CSEs wouldn't be here, uh, and that just underpins the value CSEs has in WSH, and they, they value it. They see the great potential in CSEs, as I do. Uh, so we're in a place where we are we are um, hibernating, I suppose, if, if that's the right word, but we have got a, a wonderful level of business that we will come out with, and we are extremely enthusiastic and positive about what other opportunities will then come from this. We, you know, me starting in July has been a little bit challenging. So <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen half of the team, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is which is not for me. I like to be in the business, as you know, Philip. I don't like to yeah. be uh, on the business. I want to be in amongst it all. I'm 
popping up to Blenheim tomorrow to, um, to see the team, to see how they're opening up their takeaway outlets, for example, just to say hello to everyone. Um, built a good, strong senior team. Uh, sadly, it shrunk, but we have got a you know a good, strong senior team. We've come together and we've 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 worked bloody hard. But you know we understand each other and actually we try and use each other's strengths at the same time. So it's been it's been difficult, but you know we're in a good place now. We've got a direction of travel which is positive. The direction of travel is we are going to open, fact, and that's positive, and therefore that's got to be the focus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess it's then, as you say, it's it's focused to find the other opportunities that this will then lead to, um, because. Um, there's a lot of talk it being Roaring Twenties when this reopens, and I, I had the pleasure of, of interviewing Philip Mosman, who was in, oh, yes. um, he was in Singapore after SARS, and he talks about it. And uh, basically, in a sort of it, six months, it was closed down. The next three months was slow, and then the final three months they made up for the other nine months. So they actually yeah. beat the budget for the year in those final yeah. three months. So. I think we can all have some positivity that, that uh, when we're allowed to trade, there is going to be a huge pent-up demand to do so. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've opened, as you'd expect, we've, we've opened our books ready for the 12th of April, so we're able to open the St Pancras Champagne Bar because it's been um, classified as an outdoor space, so we're able to open that. We open up the Gherkin uh, on the 17th of May. Given that we are a month away from St Pancras, we've already got 300 covers booked in the first five days I think it is for me that just demonstrates people cannot wait to get out and meet each other again there's a lot of pent-up demand there's a desire that they want to spend money because for the want of trying they have to. Yeah. and you know they you know and, and those people are fortunate enough that have that money to, to spend there's others that have, have gone through a difficult time but there is definitely a, a pent-up demand there in my opinion yeah, for sure. yeah. excellent uh, and uh I'm talking about pent-up demand, so you, your, your guests, I'm sure, will have a pent-up demand to, to, to party. And they've obviously had a wonderful meal, lobster and mango salad, a barbecue, lots of marinated meats, including cuts of beef, strawberry Romanoffs, cheese camembert, sauce soaked in Calvados, thin slices of apple. Um, now, I know you're having a cigar tent, so tell me more. Where do your love of cigars come from, and, and do, do you have a favourite cigar? I do. Um, I love a cigar. Comes from Clifton, actually. So in the day, I we had a port trolley, we had a cheese trolley, and we had a cigar trolley. Surprise, surprise. And uh, we used to light cigars for our, our clients when they could smoke them inside, you know, and all those sort of things. So um, I, I just enjoyed it at that point and was able to smoke the occasional cigar um, at Clifton as well. And yeah, it's just I find it very peaceful. I just find it, I love sitting in the garden, smoking a cigar and just having a good old ponder about life. It's just my, my go-to place every so often. Uh, I'm a big fan of Monte Cristo number no. fives. Uh, Monte Cristo number no. five is, is for me the right size. Um, probably get a good hour out of that one, I think, hour and a half. <laughs> it's a half Corona as well, so not, not too much of a bonfire as well. So it's a, it's a nice, respectable size cigar. Wonderful. Excellent stuff. And while you're having cigars, are you having dancing as well or not? Absolutely. Excellent. Have to have, to have dancing. Have to have dancing. What would your first song be? It would have to be Dancing Queen by ABBA. As a child of the 80s, you can imagine that whatever can follow from there is just complete and utter chaos after the Dancing Queen. <laughs> there would be an expectation that everyone, everyone's on the dance floor, by the way, as well. Yeah, I think you're the the fifth person to have their first song. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. One, but one is fairly obvious in terms of uh, is Lena Bjork, who's obviously uh, Swedish, so that sort of fits in terms of that. Um, Mike Kershaw had Dancing Queen. Okay. Uh, I think Graham Hill had Dancing Queen as well. There was one other as well. Anyway, it's nice. It obviously shows that it will. It obviously yeah. shows that it will get the party going. Unfortunately, parties do have to end. Um, so um, you're obviously you're at the end of a beach for your uh, your grand departure. Uh, how will a big departure happen? Will you Two be ways. having? Let's go, go on, yeah. Two ways. Two ways. 
and uh, it, go, it goes back to my um, days of, of Clifton. Um, so it would um, it would start with a massive firework display. And my passion for fireworks did start at Clifton because you can imagine some of those amazing weddings or events that took place. They did finish off with some unbelievable fireworks. Yeah. Myself and my very good friend um, Ben then created our own firework company at Clifton where we used to then do all the staff firework parties oh, for 10 years which in, which included creating um, guy forks in the way in the shape of a weight a full-size waiter and a chef uh, we had to, we had some 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 great fun doing it so yes it would have to be fireworks um, to start with and then of course I would have to get onto a boat <laughs> and disappear and probably hang a left actually down to Cornwall but disappear out on a boat <laughs> And then end, end my evening. It was either that or a helicopter, but I don't think a helicopter's quite apt. So a boat would be the, absolutely the way to disappear. Exactly. And are we talking a, a big enough boat to do an after party or just like, you know, a little speedboat? Weirdly, actually, for me, actually, it would be uh, me and my family and we disappear. Yeah, yeah. And allow, and allow the guys to carry on. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Great stuff. And will you be giving your guests, guests a gift to go away with, to go home with? Well, we, we, I was actually speaking to my family last night about, about the questions I, had, I was going to be asked. And actually, there was always a, oh, you need to give them an Apple Mac or an iPad or <laughs> things. I thought, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and I think putting, putting my business head back on again, I would probably give them a case of rosé Circe champagne. And uh, I assume you have sampled that many times, Paul. I, 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 whilst only been with the business for eight months, I've had a, a few glasses. You could say that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Particular vintage or? Uh, we don't. It's a, it's a, it's a curve. It's not vintage. It's a, it's okay. a blend from Blancon. Just to finish off, obviously, we've got to the end of your party, so we haven't got to the end of your career in any way. Um, but in terms of uh, your your best memories from working in the industry, um, and uh, and also, if you'd like to touch on, I suppose, future planning that you're able to do at the moment. Uh, okay, so best best memories. There were some jaw-dropping parties that we did at Clifton. We did uh, uh, the celebration of Krug. Um, I, forgive me, I don't remember what year. You can you can imagine how much money was spent on that and they completely converted the house. We did the 250th anniversary of Thomas Cook where they where they built this unbelievable marquee in the back garden. Clifton's got a hell of a back, back garden. Uh, and and in, in in those days, um, Princess Diana actually came in as the as the guest as well. So you wow. can imagine how high profile that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a, that was a stunning event. Uh, most recently, um, I, I, I I have to keep returning back to our days at Buckingham Palace. We did some we 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 had some amazing experiences. We brought together through the Coronation Festival, the the, the team spirit that we brought together and the size of team that came together to deliver that. And Things we did within uh, 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 Ampersand have just been very, very memorable. And, and the team that worked with me uh, at, at Ampersand in the good old days are, are just, you know, friends today. So it's been phenomenal. Uh, and future planning, Paul, just to finish off. So in terms of, as you say, CSEs and what you're doing at the moment. So future plans we've got with we. Um, so if I start with Portico, if that's all right, we had um, great uh, inroads into Ireland. We were doing some great work there. Uh, and, and sadly, uh, the brakes were, were placed hard on uh, when the uh, COVID took place, um, and therefore we need to bring that back to life. We've got some great plans about building our business outside of London as well. We have good presence around the UK, but, uh, but the desire to grow that even more um, is, is definitely something that is, is front and centre for Portico, um, which will be great. Sears, we've done a lot of work around um, making sure we are uh, very present in London. You know, Circe's is 1847. Uh, it lends itself very much to livery and to old England, to some of the old classic traditional areas of, of catering and hospitality that, that we've all enjoyed in, in, in some way. So to grow some of the livery business would be great. Um, Circe's is known for champagne bars, but sadly um, we only have now um, the champagne bar at St Pancras. So I, I'm already um, doing a lot of work about wanting to grow our presence of champagne bars because I think it's the right thing to do uh, in the right places. So I want to see our champagne bars uh, 
um, increase. I'd like another another couple of restaurants as well. You know, Gherkin has been a phenomenal success and remains to be. And I feel that we have got breadth of, of knowledge to, to, to open another couple of restaurants in the next few years as well. And the event side of the business, you know, we're known for events. We have some stunning um, um, venues in the portfolio. And it's only right that we see that grow over time for sure. And, and the growth piece is important for me also because then it gives career paths to the guys that are working for for us in the business, so they can naturally see a, a, a mapped direction of, um, you know, where the, where their career can go as well. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, some big plans and yeah. good opportunities. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic, Paul. Well, thank you, thank you very much for for joining us today. It's uh, it's been wonderful to go both through your career and your learnings from it. Um, I'm sure people will, will learn enormous. Uh, amounts from it, uh, the, the importance of obviously ability to identify people's needs before they know them themselves uh, stands out to me. The, the need for obviously exacting standards, um, being in the room when you're with people and, and leading your team, giving them an idea and, and where your company wants to go, but giving them equally the, the um, authority um, to get on and do it themselves as well. Um, it's uh, been an amazing party on, on Woolacombe Beach in your three marquees, uh, uh, Moroccan lounge, cigar lounge, and then your wonderful sort of family dining. Uh, Pim's Cup, Baby Sham, love it. Baby Sham, uh, don't forget the Baby Sham. And don't forget the Baby Sham. Everyone coming down the beach, don't stop me now and don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Um, barbecue, strawberry Romanoff, cheese, fire pit, toasted marshmallows, um, potentially Chris Evans there if, he, if he's happy to come to not to a non-vegan event, which I'm sure he will be on this occasion as well. Uh, we're all dancing to Dancing Queen to get us started before we, we see the family why Jack. Well, why wouldn't we be? Absolutely. <laughs> It'll go on till late and then we'll see oh, the Jacksons sure. disappear off into the, into the sea under wonderful fireworks um, and uh, everyone will find a case of, of uh, Circe's Rosé under their chairs Indeed. for them to take Indeed. home, which would be lovely. <laughs> Super. Thank you, Paul. It sounds like an amazing event and uh, equally as well uh, an, an amazing future for CSEs and Portico. Thank you so Great. much for your time. No problem.